From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is our 61-day Hauntathon counting down to Halloween. It's the week of Halloween, which means we're dropping multiple episodes every day. Now, this episode is courtesy of our partner station, Hauntopic Radio, and it's their Halloween special. In this episode, Brian and the Hauntopic team dives into Halloween with the Crawford School of Terror, teaching you lessons in fear, and Midnight Syndicate drops in for some new tracks. Remember that the best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. And yes, that weekly newsletter will continue after the Halloween season. And here's Brian. Welcome to Haunt Topic Radio, the podcast for haunters by haunters. Can you believe it? October is almost over. We were just starting October. Now it's already over. Well, thanks for tuning in to Haunt Topic Radio. We're all busting our butts. If you're working at a haunt, you're probably exhausted by now. If you're touring haunts, you've probably seen everything you can handle. If you're a home haunter, you're probably getting ready for Halloween. Get your yard and garage all decked out. Can you really ever see too many haunts? I wish I had more time to do that kind of thing but we're busy doing the dead factory this year again which has been fun great crowds you know you always have those those few in the crowd that make the show not very fun whether it's accidentally punching an actor mouthing off to your security or but for the most part everyone's been a good sport and been having a good time I'm in Missouri, so a few of our nights have been cold. Yeah, say in the 40s. We just have one more weekend to go. We get Troy and Susie Fleasick on. They give us some valuable lessons in fear. They talk about their business, Crawford School, their axe throwing, their escape rooms, their attraction, things that they did in the past to help them start and grow, things they're doing now, and things that they want the Crawford School to grow into. So you're bound to find some valuable nuggets inside this conversation. Also, one of our Hauntmaster members pops in, Craig Watt from Terror Isle in Texas City, Texas. That's his first year haunt. So if you guys are down in Texas, go check out Terror Isle. He's got a cool twist on his attraction. You'll have to tune into the episode and figure out what it is. And since this is our Halloween special, we're going to throw in three tracks from Midnight Syndicate's new CD, new digital download, Bloodlines. We're going to play three songs from the CD. Been wanting to get Midnight Syndicate on, but everyone's so busy. Maybe we'll try to have them on this year sometime to talk about everything that's going on with them. Well, I'd like to close October out. Hope you guys had a great one. Did not get to walk through the Dead Factory with my... (laughs) my own haunt because I've been too busy managing and taking care of actors and oh it's been a crazy year. I guess if you ever want to experience a dead factory you're gonna have to come out and see it for yourself. Mexico, Missouri. Deadfactory.com. Well let's roll into it. Our conversation with the haunt masters, Crawford School of Terror, Terror Isle, and some Midnight Syndicate tracks sprinkle in. Happy Halloween everyone.
Well, tonight we have Susie and Troy Fleesick on from Crawford School of Terror. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we start asking you questions. I'll start talking and I'm going to talk the whole entire time <laughs> because <laughs> I always am the voice of everything. Now, we're going to have a cue. We know, we know. Push him on his leg when it's his turn to talk. So if you guys see me nudging him, that'll be his cue. Um, we are located in Connellsville, Pennsylvania, and this is our sixth season. We run Crawford School of Terror, like you said. Um, we have three floors. Our haunt is not fully three, but mostly all of the first floor, all of the second floor, and the entire basement. Um, we also have indoor axe throwing, uh, mobile axe throwing, and an escape room, which we are hoping to build another 60-minute escape room in the off-season. Um, I don't know. What else do you need to know, Troy? Oh, and we're married, oh, if you yeah. didn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys started, you started with what, one floor, or how did that all work to expand it? Mm-hmm. We started with one floor, um, which was the second floor, because we, when we bought the building in 2008, we had to pay the mortgage somehow on the bills. So we rented out the first floor to different businesses. And um, it was, it was, it was a long time of renting before we could finally be, uh, you know, be able to say kick them out, but kick them all out and um, expand the haunt into where those businesses were. So our new section this year is where there was, it's called Demented Daycare. And it actually was a daycare for years, like a real daycare. Um, so that, and also a tanning salon we um, got rid of. And so, but we still have our ax throwing in there and our escape room. And then we have one business that rents from us and it's a tattoo stu studio and it's called Wicked Tats and they're awesome and we don't have any plans to ever kick them out. Um, so it'd be really tough to incorporate that part of the building anyway. So it's on the other side. Yeah. So where really, it sits, it kind of is off to the side anyway. So might as well leave them there. We're good with that. So are they in okay. operation when you guys are in operation or is it? Um, some nights are there later and we don't have any issues with it. So they know where they need to go and it's not like they take, they take walk-ins. So they got appointments. They know when they're going to be in, they know where they're going to be out and they don't interfere with us operating. And do they offer discounts to uh, your customers in line or do you offer uh, <laughs> discounts to their promotion? They are so booked up that that would be a really cool thing for them to like have like a signature tattoo that they could like offer um, for like one special night. Um, that's actually a really good marketing idea. But the other idea that we had come up with is, and, and I came up with this idea like two years ago and it never happened, but it, it still we might. Never promoted it. Yeah. We never promoted it. We had said, if you get the Crawford School of Terror logo tattooed somewhere on your body by the artists at Wicked Tax, there's three of them, then you can get into the haunt for free forever. But you have to show it at the ticket booth. So wherever you place it on your body, you have to show it. Yeah. So if it's on your butt, if it's on your butt cheek, you have to like yes. moon the ticket lady. Poor ticket ladies. My ticket ladies are going to be like, why did you do this to us? They're prepared. Yeah. But I, I think most people that would go ahead and do that would probably get it somewhere that would be visible, which would be really good because that's promoting our haunt. So Either way, we win because um, I really highly doubt there's going to be 100 people doing this. You know, I mean, what's five or six people getting in for free for the rest of their life if they're going to have Crawford yeah. on the 
you know? And I would have to get it as well. And Troy would have to get it. I want it anyway. Yeah. And a couple actors want to get it too. So we'll see. Awesome. I know right now we have Craig out there. Craig just started a attraction this year. Uh, I think his are going to be uh, escape rooms in the off season that's all pirate themed. So some of his stuff I've seen, he's got a bunch of cool animatronic one one uh, looks like the bow of a ship and you walk past it and it's got TVs. It looks like you're in the water moving and oh, that's cool. raised yeah. water and stuff. So, yeah. uh, so Craig, if you have any questions, go ahead and you can even pop on because we don't have a lot of people right now. So you can pop on if you want. But I know I see you guys yeah. in Trans World every year. It's about the only time that I get to meet up with you. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, it is. Are you guys going to Transworld this year or any other shows anywhere? Um, yeah, there's a possibility. Uh, we may get to, I'm going to probably say the wrong thing. What's the, the new one in January? We, we might check it out. Um, we're not against any new shows. I know there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of differing opinions. But um, if that show happens, we may be going. It, it, we're not set on anything. Transworld may not happen because um, our daughter is in the ninth grade and she goes to a private school and the reason she's going there is so that she can they have a a fabulous uh, music theater program and her show she's working on a show now that is going to be middle of november and then her spring show is the see when's trans world i think it's supposed to be it's it's like two weeks before her show so it's not quite tech week. There is a very, very small possibility we might be able to get there for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe use Sunday like barely to uh, maybe not even sleep, maybe just leave Saturday night. I'm not sure because it is a, it is a haul for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of us don't live close. And do you guys make <laughs> purchases there or do you kind of just look and kind of gather and then buy Ooh. later? We do. Um, we get a lot of ideas. I think Transworld's more for ideas for us. Um, we still make purchases. We do. We make, yeah, we buy like Rip City, like we, you know, get our, our blood and, and our makeups and things like that that we can buy. Mass, yeah, we get some things. There is something that we do want Tech this year that we may pre-order for Transworld, like a big prop that we've had our eye on for a long time. <laughs> so. I want to throw some ghost ride in there, but I haven't. Usually we kind of doll up some mannequins or we get the, the $300 props, not the $1,300 props, you know, so. Yeah. We do not um, have any of those yet. We do have a, uh, a Gorgalore um, goal grabber. Yeah, that's a big hit. That's actually... Purchase. Yeah, that's been our biggest, most expensive purchase. That's our end. Like at our haunt, you do the second floor, then you do the first floor, then you do the basement. So it's the very last thing in the basement. So it's the final thing. We used to have a scare cam on it. And we never got hooked it up, got it hooked up this year, but it was fun last year um, to see people's reactions because they don't expect it to come out as far as it does. It wasn't at the end last year, though. It was at the end of the second floor last year, but you still had to do the basement then. So. My boss at Edmonton decides to try and be a trendsetter and get uh, um, a few props from uh, from Gorgalore and, and a few others. He's got a, um, did you see last year they came out with the uh, Xenomorph? That was ours. We were the first one. This year, the nice. Anglerfish, we were the first nice. one. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's maybe not getting as many scares as we wanted it to. So we've had to change up the way we're, we're working it, but also the dragon is ours. So imagine getting those props plus shipping to Canada. Mm-mm. Oh man. It's I cannot imagine that. 
So we got to make sure we're getting enough enough scares per dollar for for them to be effective, right? So we're trying. I think Scarret badges are one of the smartest things I've seen in the industry in a really long time. Scarret badges are basically either pins or embroidered patches, uh, kind of like merit badges, as they are, you know, somewhat named after, from Boy Scouts and and Girl Scouts and brownies and where after you've accomplished something, you can wear the brag tag of the embroidered patch. Some haunts put them on jackets, some put them on t-shirts, some put them on uh, with the pins. I've seen them put them on lanyards. But the neat thing about them is they are very specific in what they are rewarding. And they're haunt-based images that reflect what's being rewarded. It's retention, it is bringing people back, and it's actually giving your haunters, your haunt performers, the ability to share that they are haunt performers. And, oh really, you're a, you're a scare actor. Where do you do that? And then they will insert the name of your haunt right there. So it's also marketing. I've always been a big fan of Scarret badges. I think they're great. So check them out, scarretbadges.com. No, it is, that is not a paid advertisement. That is my recommendation. I think it's really cool. ScottSwinson.com I can see Craig, like, you know, his pirate ship having a big shark or something coming out of the side big of the crack ship it. or big cracking or something. I have the Gore Galore shark. Do you? Oh. Nice. Yeah, yeah the original the original first one. He sold it to me during COVID. Right it's, on. It's, awesome. it's uh quite scary. It's it's it seems to work really well with the with the uh kids. Yeah. They're, you're getting a lot of scares with it then? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. And actually right now <laughs> One of my actors is filming a music video in the haunt right now. So I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. No one's here right now. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, Craig, since we have you on, tell us a little about your first season and all. How's everything going? For well, um, rough start at the, the beginning of the season because half of my core group that helped build this over a year, um, one of them had to let go. The other one was dating that person and quit. So I lost about 50% of my core team a week before opening. Um, and we use all 100% DMX lighting. So that was fun. So we spent about a week doing about 15 hours a night with a computer guy that was hooking all this up um, to get everything running, going the day before. Uh, everything's running smooth, operational. I mean, we're getting, I was shocked because our font's not huge. It's, you know, a 5,500 square foot building because it's dual role. It's escape rooms in the off season. Um I was worried about the size being a complaint and then all our actors are brand new and we're getting nothing but five star ratings on Google and Facebook. I, I've been like blown away. I keep waiting for some bad reviews and we haven't had any. I'm shocked. Um, the only thing that's been tough for us is just getting the word out, getting it slowly growing. It's our first year. I think there's a lot in Houston area where we're at. There's a lot of things going on right now, especially baseball. Mm -hmm. and everything else. So uh, we're fighting for everyone's entertainment dollars this year. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better group of actors. They've been amazing. They, um, no egos, no attitudes, no, no, pro I'm like, okay, where's all this bad stuff everybody always talks about in the work environment? I'm like, did I win some lotto? Because, uh, it's been amazing. Yeah. And, um, it's going to be fun after this, trying to figure out how to quickly flip this over to escape room games. Cause our games are built and done and ready to be put in like, um, right at the beginning of November after season's over. So all your sets are built. You're just going to in, implement all your escape game triggers and stuff. We like designed every, all of our triggers, lighting, everything is DMX controlled with a computer back here. Um, everything we have two. if you know anything about DMX is we have two universes of controllers, which is a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And so basically um, the way it's designed is we literally have the games embedded in the haunt. So, and when the haunt's going on, a lot of the games are in there. You don't even notice them or they're part of the scene. There's a bunch that we're going to be bringing in and we're going to have to bang up and do them haunter style. So they blend with our stuff because escape game guys build these very polished looking furniture looking things and we got to make them look nasty. They're going to kill us when they see what we do to them. Um, <laughs> but the whole goal is to be able to just flip that switch, go to escape game mode, plug a few things in and, and, and not miss a lick. And then, um, and then when hot season comes back, we put it on our, we have a special program on the computer for hot season. that does the lights in a loop and all that stuff. So it's, it's a pretty kind of experimental. I don't know how many haunter, uh, haunters put experimental, escape games in their haunt. I know they have a lot of them on the side, but to me, it's like, how do you make money year round and not have to have a lot of extra space? Mm -hmm. okay, like we want to debrief right. after the first year, like after, after a full year of all this running, we want to debrief on a, how you've done it, B, how it's going and C, did you actually keep your sanity or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the escape games are actually going to be much easier. I mean, it, to me, looking at it, it's three to four employees. Uh, it's mostly corporate team building type that's where you make your money you go after businesses um they're the ones that will come in and have catered meals we can do catered meals then they can go play the games uh they'll write the big checks and they'll fill in your weekdays your date nights you know or the you know gonna be the weekend crowd which that'll kind of fill itself so yeah it's good it's quite an experiment but i it, it to me it makes sense but it is difficult even from a design flow you know you mag lock doors are not allowed in haunted houses you know and you have to have mag lock doors for escape room games mm -hmm. you kind of really have to almost design it from the from scratch to be able to do dual role which is it's mind-blowingly uh complicated hey, how many first project we have three and and um I use a software called M3 and there's a, there's a, a kid. I call him a kid. I'm getting old. He's 26, a genius kid. He knows more about software than me. And um, Ex Exodus games is his company. Uh, basically he told me, cause I wanted to go with, you know, being a haunter, have an escape room game that has six rooms, you know, make it all over the top. He says, dude, you could probably pick 10 escape room games in this place. I, I, Looking back, we have three games. One game is like uh, about two and a half rooms. One's two rooms and one's six rooms. I think really I probably going to take that six room game and split it into two just from a from a month standpoint. Um, but, you know, to me, escape rooms don't know how to do the decor like haunters can. And haunters don't know how to make money after October. So <laughs> they try. I haven't seen anything well, big. So I'm yeah, Troy and Susie have kind of got that licked, we hope. So they'll tell us more about that after. Yes, but that's my story. <laughs> yeah, but you're true, but it's but it's true. I mean, majority of them, well, I guess probably over the last five years, people have started doing like the Christmas events and the St. Patrick's Days and the Valentine's Days. And like you said, adding little small escape rooms. And I've I've heard a couple of people that do the escape room thing or like a haunt escape experience type of show as well maybe there's maybe a slower throughput you know that way you can do your games and stuff maybe they're only a 15 second thing but yeah i like what you're doing because it's from ground up and it takes a lot of thinking about okay well this door is locked so what we're we gonna do take the door off and just keep it you know as soon as we as soon as october's over we put the door back on and we're locked yeah. up and we have a lot of doors through the walls right now 
But um, right. Yeah, I, I I could see this honestly. Once I get in there, really understand the escape room business, I could see this morphing into some kind of world of both. You can't have too scary because people can't do games and when they're super scared. But mm -hmm. if you could somehow create a like like you said, a slower throughput, kind of higher price, full blown haunt with some puzzles that are embedded in the haunt where you do a hybrid. I could see that being really, really cool. Um, and with the software, you could do that. You could have a special night where you just do that and you change the colors and the lights and the sound and every game and all that. You could do, I, I'm trying to make it like a video game machine where you could put different cartridges in for different you know, events. But, uh, but uh, that's kind of future stuff. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get past haunt season first. <laughs> Bloodlines is a prequel to 2005's Haunted Mansion-themed The 13th Hour album. The new release draws listeners deeper into the world of the Havergast family, a sinister clan whose dark secrets were first introduced in the 2001 Asylum-themed album Gates of Delirium. The events that occur in Bloodlines happen before the 13th hour, although how long before is left up to the listener, said Edward Douglas. Gavin Gosca added, the selection on this album expand the story of the Havergast family. We wanted this album to flow as seamlessly as possible into the 13th hour, while still maintaining its own distinct, stylistic identity. Bloodlines
Bloodlines now available. MidnightSyndicate.com Yeah, so uh, Susie and Troy, what did you guys, I know you started off year one. How did you guys start evolving and start adding stuff? Um, oh, geez. We, um, well, it's funny because Craig was saying how like haunters, haunters and escape roomers build their rooms differently. And that's so true because there's so many things in the haunt that I'm like, well, everybody's going to walk past it. It doesn't matter if it's paper mache. You can't do that in an escape room because they're going to beat the crap out of it. And they're in there. Because they're going to be like, there's something in this and they're going to beat it to death. So you really have to make sure that you, you know. And they do. They, they do. Stuff. They break things. They do. But our escape room was built in um, 2019. Our, our, let me back up. Our um, haunt, our first year of the haunt was fall of 2016. And then our escape room was built early in the year in 2019. So after our 2018 season, which was our third year, we were like, I think it's time to do something else. So after our third haunt year, we said, let's try um, an escape room. And the funny thing is, our escape room was actually built by haunters. Um, <laughs> which, you know, who, who actually knew a thing or two about, uh, about escape rooms. So, um, and, and built very well, I, I will say. And this, the theme that we started with in April of 2019 is the theme that we still have. We haven't changed any of the games. Um, I think we're itching to add a, a second escape room. I won't close out this one and retheme it until we have another one for people to do. Cause I don't want there to be no escape rooms. And then that's going to be like, you know, of course that'll be when everybody calls and everybody wants to book and we won't have anything. So um, as I would love to have two 60 minute escape rooms for, um, for like, you know, Craig was saying like there's corporations, there's businesses that like to come in and they like to bring their whole team. And if they want to pit them against each other, we could say, okay, you, you know, eight or 10 of you go in this room, eight or 10 of you go in that room, and then we'll just run them together. And whoever gets out first will be like the winner, even though it's two different escape rooms. Um, we don't have that yet right now. We only have the one to offer people. So um, that's definitely something we'd like to do in the future. What's your theme of escape room? Um, ours is actually scary. Um, it's creepy. Our school is creepy. We could have done nothing to it. And people were terrified because I had my nail salon in there. Uh, for a little while, and people would come in and be like, I think I just saw something in the outside, out in the hallway. And I'm like, yeah, that's just something. That's a spirit. It's, it's a hundred some year old building, you know? So we actually took the, um, um, the, the old, the old locker, locker room, room and, uh, re and, and just like made it grosser than it already was. So there's actual toilets and urinals and showers and stuff in our escape room. And uh, the theme is um, you have to find the hall pass um, and give it, get it to the principal who is not an actual human, but you have to get the hall pass to the principal before he locks you in forever because this is the, it's the ghost of the you principal. murdering children because they didn't bring them back the hall pass. Yeah, back in like found them in early 1900s. And... Yeah. <clears throat> this real principal that really existed. Um, and that there were kids missing and they found out that the principal was taking them and murdering them because they didn't have a hall pass. He was just a stickler for the hall pass. And, um, and then they, after his death, he was found roaming around the school. So, but it's when people call and ask, is it scary? Um, I like to say it's not scary. It's creepy. It's um, but at, at haunt time, every once in a while, one of our actors might be in the escape room while you're doing it and like come out of one of the showers and like scare the crap out of you. No, they shouldn't be in. <laughs> well, it worked out really good last year. And then this, oh, this year, year. Uh, there was a little kid that just got freaked out. And I guess that I wasn't running it, but I we guess that, know that 
Yeah. We got a little bit of a mixed review from that. So yeah, I guess the the family wasn't too happy because we actually said there's no live actors in there. They're usually in so there. did the game master, and yeah. then one some, of our actors thought it was going to be a fun time. Yeah. And so, they cried. It is what it is. Whatever. So do you run the escape room in conjunction with the haunt? Do you offer like two for ones or or you know market between them? We don't offer. No, no specials. Yeah, no, it's busy during that time. So if you want to deal with it, we do like a deal on off season, like axe throwing in the escape room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we run everything. We have axe throwing. We have the haunt. We have um, with the indoor axe throwing, the haunt, the escape room, and the axe trailer is outside. You can throw axes five bucks for five throws while you're waiting to get in. So we have everything running and it is the first time we've ever done that because we didn't have the axe throwing open last year. So we actually have the outdoor and the indoor running this year. It's a lot. Okay. So we are at uh, October 13th as of the recording of this, uh, this haunt master session. How has your season, how many days have you been open so far and how is it going for you? We've, um, we have 13 nights. We started um, opening night was September 24th and we are not quite halfway because we have three more weekends, but that last weekend we're open on Halloween night. So we have seven nights left out of 13. Um, it, it's, you know, it's so weird because um, opening night, if you judge your season based on opening night or opening weekend, you're in trouble because you could have an incredible opening night and think your entire season is going to be incredible and it could tank and the opposite. You could have a horrible opening night or opening weekend and think this is awful because I've been there. Um, and fun little fact, our opening night on our first night ever in 2016, we saw three times more than we saw the following year. So our second year opening, we tanked on opening night and I, I was like, I'm done quit let's quit everybody go home close it up because that's my go-to but um yeah so opening night which was a friday um it, it was okay it was fine as far as like us trying to find our footing we normally do the weekend before we open a friends and family event and we canceled it this year look at his face look at his face <laughs> <laughs> one of us were ready and we, we canceled it i was still running lighting that morning yes. and i'm like there's no like I, it was it was not going to be safe for people to come through and i didn't yeah. want people seeing it like we were just not ready and it I, was we saturday before opening so it would have been september 18th which was also our 22nd wedding anniversary so yeah. and we were treating it like it was going to be opening night and like right we had so much pressure to have it done and I'm like, there's yeah. no way. So we canceled it. And that's when the it worked out good, actors, friends and family come through for free. We give them six spots, not really tickets. We just put their name on a list. So I canceled that. So um, opening night was kind of scary with no practice. We had actor training, but we didn't have live practice with actual people coming in. Um, so opening night was a little bit terrifying for that reason. Um, it went smoothly, I feel like on our end. Um, it was, it was steady. Um, there were, there were some lulls second night we went, uh, did we go past, we closed our ticket booth at 11. So if you buy your ticket before 11, you're guaranteed to go in. So I think the second night we actually, we did close like right at 11. So opening weekend was decent, but it's funny because you always have those people that are like, well, nobody's really into Halloween yet. And then you remember the big haunt in Pittsburgh. That's literally, you know, an hour away from us has been open since Labor Day. And I'm like, okay, but September 24th, you know, 100 Acres Manor has been open for three weekends or four at this point. 
And if you're going to say nobody's into Halloween yet, somebody's going there because they wouldn't open if they didn't have anybody. So yeah. I don't know if it's marketing mistakes on our part or if it is our location, because we are in a smaller town. We're not in Pittsburgh. Um, so second weekend, um, the fact much that they didn't different. get to open last year. True. Second weekend, much different. Saturday, we went way past 11. And then this past weekend, Saturday, we went way past 11 again, which that's early in the season for us to go way past 11. Yeah. Do you know what causes haunted attractions to shut down before they even get started? The top three roadblocks are lack of funding, lack of leadership, lack of resources. As a member of the Haunters Toolbox, you get instant access to the tools you need to start and grow your own haunted attraction business. To get started, become a member at HauntersToolbox.com. Are your um, are your tickets timed or general admission? Uh, general admission. Okay. Yep. And uh, and you have noticed that it's gotten a little busier, busier than previous years. Like second weekend, third weekend has been busier than than it has been on previous years. For the life of me, I can't find my 2020 numbers. I don't know what I did with them. Um, but my 2019 numbers, um, you know, it, it's so like when you think about the pandemic and you think about all the variables that that are at play. Uh, last year, you know, like Troy was saying, 100 Acres Manor couldn't open last year. Now, did people that were going to 100 Acres come to us? Some of them maybe. I mean, we are an hour away and we're a completely different kind of haunt and we don't do the advertising. So a lot of people don't even know we exist. Um, and then the other thing is everything else was closed last year I and mean, there were no concerts, no ball games. You could even go watch your son play football. Like I think they gave around here, they gave each parent, like each, each kid one ticket. Um, so, you know, these events that everybody was used to going to in the fall didn't happen. So um, I don't think our numbers are low. They might be right on par with 2020. Um, but up until now, we have grown every single year. This might be the year that we that we don't quite grow. I'm fine with that. Um, there's still three weekends left. Um, so like, for example, this weekend we're on seventh street. So seventh street runs like this and there's a road, like a main road. And we are a very small town. So when I say main road, I mean like small town, USA main street. So there's a main road that runs across it. Um, on the other side of seventh street is the, um, fire department. They're having their fall festival Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're having food trucks, um, like a craft show vendor show, stuff like that, literally on the same street as us which could help us, could hurt us. They're having, I think, Friday and Saturday night, they're having bands, which is fine. Um, they're close enough, we'll be able to hear the bands, but we won't be able to be close enough that it will interrupt like our ambiance outside. But that's just an example of some of the other things people can do. They didn't have that last year. Actually, I think this is the first year they're doing it. So there's just a lot of events and things that people are able to go to this year that they weren't able to go to last year. But, um, but like I said, us staying open past 11, and uh, it's, it's still, it, it's the second weekend and the third weekend, we've been staying open past 11 on Saturday, which it's early in the season for that for us. But I will also say in regards to busyness, um, we've heard from a few friends that um, their numbers are down and, um, and Saturdays are, I've been seeing a trend. Saturdays are nuts to the point where how do we get some of these Saturday people to come on Friday and Sunday? Now we're not open on Sundays except Halloween this year, but um, I, I don't know what that is about. Is everybody just so tired from the work week that they just want to go home and just go to bed on a Friday? Mm -hmm. But that's something that I think 
it's it's a problem that a universal pot problem we're all having is like Saturday is so busy. Yeah, yeah. About Friday. on Saturday. So yeah, yeah. Are you open on Sundays, Brian? No, we just do we're Monday or Friday and Saturday nights, seven to eleven. Mm -hmm. that's ten, us. Ten nights. So yeah. And that's it. We don't we uh, did a we do the fall festival thing. We've this is our third annual fall festival. So we had it mm -hmm. last Friday. No, last Saturday. And we brought in like an interactive movie. So we put a projector on an old garage. And the first one was like for kids. It was Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then at 845, we did it. Mm -hmm. Um I know people about copyrighted movies, but we we did it anyway. Whatever. So uh, we weren't charging for it. It was free. Mm -hmm. So um then we had some we had some clowns pop in during it. You know, we had vendors, we had mm -hmm. uh craft people until like 5 30, it got dark. And then uh, we had food trucks, we had kid games during the day. Uh one of our guys is a rescue guy, he brought a fire truck out. So just kind of I think the parents come and they bring their kids and then they come back. You know, they're like, well, we're going to drop the kids off and then come back to the haunt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of gets some commote, you know, some words, some stuff. Oh, Dead Factory's having a fall festival. Dead Factory, what's that? So it kind of yeah. a little bit of a marketing thing, too, that uh, people that may not be exposed to it can actually see it. Speaking yeah. of marketing, yeah. you guys, you said you don't do any advertising? Is that what you said? Um, we we don't pay for any Facebook ads. We haven't for a couple of years. Um, our our for some reason our calendar always tends to kind of go viral for the past like three years. Um, which you know that's not exactly a wonderful thing because you know I follow along in the Facebook uh, comment section and then the shares and you know it's always like hey let's get a bunch of us to go here and then the next comment's like boy that's four hours away you know and I'm like oh darn you know we hit some of them so it's not. Yeah, we do. Um, but we we did a billboard this year. First time we've ever done that. And um, I don't know. I, we uh, we need help in that. We definitely need help in that arena. Um, we just didn't have the budget for the first couple of years. So we just didn't do it because we couldn't afford to. Mm -hmm. um, we always get posters printed. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. A lot of we places won't put them up. You know, they won't put your poster up. Well, if we put yours up, we're going to have to put everybody's up that comes in, you know. So there's a local eatery down the street. We we live in a, um, a town that has a bike trail that runs clear to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So we put. Yeah, we did do that. I forgot that. We put um, like posters up there, this eatery that that a lot of the bikers stop at. Um, and it's funny because in the off season, our escape room. The people that come to the escape room, most of them are from out of town. Yeah. Most of them are from out of people town. Visiting, they Google things to do near you. And yep. us, they could be a state away. Mm -hmm. And it shows us as the first escape room. And they're coming to us. So. Yeah. They plan out their trips. A lot of them. There was a family um, this summer that came. It was a mom and dad and, and two young boys. And they were actually walking. They were, they were uh, hiking on the bike trail. And they had their whole, they were doing it for a week, had their whole trip planned out. So they knew when they would be in Connellsville to do our escape room. And they were staying at like a hotel. They weren't like staying in, in you know, tents or anything. But they were hiking on the bike trail. So we, we get a lot of that. So it, it is a good, it's a good town for us to be able to do fun things like that um, and, and just different experiences for people. And there's always like we have our, our haunt enthusiasts, there's always um, escape room enthusiasts. They want to do as many as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. They look, you know, they, they base trips around it, you know, so that's good. That's what I recommend everybody do is set up their Google 
business page first because that, and then um, I kind of last year kind of, because Google business has more options. Like you can set up your blog, you can put posts, pictures, you can do discounts, offers on there. So on my calendar. So I try to put everything on Google because Google kind of sees that too. They're like, oh, they're actually being active over here. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, of course, the more, I don't even send them to Facebook reviews anymore. I say, go leave a Google on our, on our Google page, go leave a review on Google mm-hmm. because then that's, of course, that's going to bump you up higher. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think our Facebook review page is open. No, for the haunt, we took it down. Because I had a creepy stalker a couple years ago. Getting people to that give us was, bad reviews. Yeah, psycho. Like, okay. Psycho. Like, I had to call yeah. the FBI, but we won't get into that. Wow. Yeah, he was he was local, and he was creepy. Well, see, they took, the, they took the whole five-star thing out, and then we had a bunch of those. And then Facebook took, when you logged onto the uh, Facebook page, it said, no reviews yet. I was like, I, I contacted Facebook and this was like mm-hmm. a few months ago. Yeah. That happened like right before to, October that they, they came back on. It was like, that happened to one of something. my other friends. Yeah. Yeah. She was freaking out because all, all of her reviews were gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they all pop back up. So, mm-hmm. but that's what you get for being on rented land too. So it's like, you have to own what I need to do more of is email list because there I there you go. I have online ticketing people that I need to start marketing to. Um, and then I don't offer anything, but I'm thinking because I do it on my online businesses and stuff. Hey, you want a $5 off coupon for the dead factory, sign up to the mm-hmm. email or something mm-hmm. like that. Or you want a, a free wristband or a free hat or t-shirt or something. Mm-hmm. You right. know what we're going to look into um, in the off season, because the, the great Facebook shutdown of 2021 scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Um, I hate Facebook for myself and I immediately panicked because the businesses and, you know, you, you don't, you don't own those 12,000 people that like your page, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that what we're going to do in the future is look into the texting. Cause that's kind of hot right now. I will tell you some of the texting has to stop. Michael's craft store does not need to send me <laughs> seven texts a day. Thank you. But um, I, I will not be the annoying texter, but because we have several businesses, we can definitely cross promote and, you know, advertise all year through the texting. So it could be like, Hey, we're offering $5 off a person at escape Crawford this weekend. If you'd like to book, use this code or whatever, you know? So I think we're going to look into that. I already looked into it once a few months ago. Um, and, and again, like, like you said, that's rented land on Facebook and Instagram and something like a text or an email list you own. So um, I, I'm just feeling a lot more comfortable moving into these crazy technology days of, you know, owning that more. So I think that's definitely our next step is, is to do a texting list. Yeah, sure. don't have a phone number. Usually people don't change their emails or their phone numbers. I know some people use that junk email for mm-hmm. spam stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. right. stuff they really want to use, like haunt tickets, they'll probably use a real email. Ancestral Decree.
we've been getting a lot more online sales this year too. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they just don't want to. Ours are down, I think, from last year. I don't know why. We we changed platforms. I don't think that's it, but. Mm -hmm. We went from, what were we using before, Haunt Pay? No. We were on Ticket Leap. Ticket Leap. We switched everything over to Fair Harbor because we lost our our other escape room um, booking site that we were using at the beginning of the year. They had closed down. Mm-hmm. So we switched twice, actually. We yeah. went from, it was called Escape Assist, and then we went to Zola, and then we switched to Fair Harbor, right. so then we That's did Zola. everything through Fair Harbor. Yeah. So we might have lost some of the Ticket Leap email list people that were getting emails from Ticket Leap. Mm-hmm. So, That's true. I didn't think of that. But yeah, so we're we're now... On Fair Harbor, which is one thing for all of it, which is kind of nice because then it's just one app. Um, the the sucky thing is, um, we the way we have it set up is whenever we get a, an escape room booking or an axe throwing booking, we get a text. So it could be a random Tuesday in the off season, and I'll get a text that says, you know, you got an escape room booking for Saturday at eight. You know, and that's fine. Weeks away. Yeah, and that's totally fine, and that's what we wanted it for. Well, now turning the haunt, my phone, and, and I told you guys I'm acting in the haunt this year, my phone blows up all night because, you know, you always have those teenagers that are in line that don't realize you can't use your credit card at the ticket booth. We always say cash only at the ticket booth and the ticket ladies that they probably go up with their card and hand it to the ticket ladies and the ticket ladies are probably like, oh, no, 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 honey, you have to go online. And constantly all night, my phone's going off one ticket sold, one ticket sold one ticket sold or two tickets sold. And it's usually right when they're online in line to buy their tickets. So you get a text, not only for every escape room booking, you get a text for every single ticket for the haunt that's sold. And I'd love to change that. And I'm sure there's a setting somewhere where we could, because my phone battery just completely dies from that going off on me. We just had that discussion the other day. I said, do you think we have more cash sales or more um, ticket sales on online ticket sales? And he said, our online ticket sales are not up, actually. I think we have more cash. Side note, we haven't counted any of our cash. So that's how we don't know. <laughs> Save for the last one. Well, normally we don't, but honestly, we haven't. This is so stupid. We haven't had the time. And I hate that excuse because you make time for the important things. And what's more important than money? Nothing. I'll just answer that right now. But um, yeah, so I we've just we're running ragged right now. And that's why maybe when we get off of this, we'll go upstairs and count it. So. There you go. Okay, quick question for you two. What is working better for you this year than you expected? And what's maybe a little rough around the edges that isn't quite as working as well as you expected? I know it's not. I'll answer the what's not working as well as I expected. Um, I'm, I'm late to the party of nobody wants to work. I'm late to that discussion because we've heard it all year long. Nobody wants to work. Where are all the workers, the restaurant workers, everything? There's nobody that wants oh, to work. No, so. Not. In my experience this year, um, when we, you know, we start with our actors early, you know, we like to build a relationship with them starting early. We have most of our actors come back. We have a lot of actor retention. They like to be with us. They like to be together. They like to be at the haunt. So we start in June with just getting together. I always have like donuts one morning. We all get together and we just kind of go over the handbook. Um, So we have multiple meetings throughout the summer. And um, in, a, in a few groups that I belong to on Facebook, the discussion was, are you guys having any trouble hiring actors? And my response is always like, no, we literally have them coming out of the woodwork. We have people banging our door down that want to work for us this year, um, which is a, a great feeling to have in, in this day and age where nobody wants to work. 
Uh, fast forward to um, opening weekend or, or around there, which I'll have to think about, but um, they want to work, but only under certain conditions. And we're talking about people that have been with us for several years that have never, ever, ever, ever had any issues. And all of a sudden, everybody has an issue. There's a mask that doesn't fit right. And they can't do the whole scene because they don't like this mask. And they, you know, there's a, this costume needs hemmed. It's too long. And, and when I explain why it's too long, you're going to be standing on top of this thing. And it has to be long to hide like the thing you're standing on. Um, I didn't realize this light had or this room had strobe. You helped me design the room. Like there's issues that I did not see coming. And I don't know if I could have uh, avoided. I don't think I could have. I think they were just they were going to happen. I don't know what's happened in between now and last year or the year before, but everybody has an issue, whether it's a tag on their shirt that's scratching them the wrong way and they can't work the rest of the night or I'm dizzy. Oh, a hole in the dress or it's supposed to be there. We put it there on purpose. We actually took a lighter to it and burned it for that look. You know, can you stitch it? Um, I don't fill out this costume good. Like I need, uh, and I'm like, pad your bra. I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't matter. Like it's hot in this room. Listen, it's hotter in the other room. And our weather's been there. exceptionally hot. So, so yeah, it's too hot in this scene. And anything you could possibly complain about, I'm dizzy. I didn't eat anything today, which I feed, feed them. them every single night. We do pizza on Fridays. I do. Um, I made homemade soup the one night for them. We do walking tacos. We do um, pasta, like whatever. I do that on purpose so that you can't use that as an excuse. I didn't need anything today because we all know these kids wake up at two and report to the haunt at 430 with three energy drinks in them and no food. So, you know, we give them snacks and water all night long. Like it, that's the thing that is not working as well as I thought. Now that is my side from inside the haunt, but our reviews this year are amazing. And the one thing that gets highlighted all the time in our reviews is our actors and how amazing they are. So imagine being me on one hand, I'm like, you guys need to shut the hell up and quit complaining about everything because, you know, it's going to reflect in, in, in the haunt. And then the, you know, reviewers are coming through and they're like, great job with those actors. Keep it up. And I'm like, keep what up? (laughs) Putting up with their bullshit, you know? I'm in the same boat. It's just hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I must say, I must agree with you because um, like we have a re- uh, maybe this year we lost a lot of good actors. Um, just life, jobs, yeah, transitions. Um, but we probably have seventy percent back. We got a lot of new people, and we didn't do the because uh, we usually do the family thing too. Can't remember if we did it last year or not, but we had I always like to have it as a test run. And we didn't. Um, I had uh, my son was quarantined during our actor meeting. So I was here during our actor meeting, Scott zooming in. Um, luckily, last year, I put a female in place. She's a really good uh, actor manager, operations manager. I've been teaching her everything that I know. So when I'm not there, because I was at a wedding last friday my sister got married so she ran the whole thing by herself mm. so i'm trying to release and delegate and we have a, a, a group of five people that are got a queue line manager actor manager uh makeup manager that helps a uh, tori out um one guy he's been there from day one so this is our seventh year eli he's a uh, 
he's a police officer, emergency tech guy. So he's kind of safety officer. So all we, so we've been doing, which we've never met together. Like just like we went out the other night, had pizza at the haunt, just all five of us and talked about some of the drama issues that are going on and a couple of people that we had to get rid of already. And who's got to move in this spot and this spot's not working. And these people are together and these people are broke up and this people, it's just oh like, my God. you know, it's just, uh, all the same. it's every year that it gets bigger and expands. Um, and I did this like two years ago that I had started bringing people in cause I knew I couldn't do it all. Mm-hmm. So it's just a growing experience and it's the growing pains of evolving, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it used to be fun when, I mean, it was, it was almost fun when we had like 800 people come through. It's like, Oh yeah, that was great. Now it's mm-hmm. like, yep. You know, now it's like, oh, we got all these things to worry about. The more people that come through, well, that's more potential for accidents and more potential for yeah. things that happen. So it's just the feeding the beast and it's getting bigger and bigger. So what next year brings, I don't know. But just just getting through this year is. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, but we have people that are wanting to act. I mean, they're we'll yeah. lose two, but we'll gain four. The same. Do you, know, you hire mid-season? Like, do you bring people yep. in mid-season? Because I don't yep. like to, but that's what we're doing. I don't either. And some of our best people are I don't either, mid-season but... actors that come in in the middle. Right. I try to team them up with either a veteran actor that's in the same room. Mm-hmm. I like to have, I kind of like to have two in the same spot. That way it breaks. You know, one person can go, the other person can stay. Because some nights we can't, like the first weekend, we could break for 15 minutes because we had a lull at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, let them build up for 30 minutes and we'll just all go take a break. And then yeah, we'll wait. right, right. And like you line actors went out there and entertained them while they were waiting. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No one complained about it. Mm-hmm. And we all went back to our spots. And, um, but yeah, if uh, they're coming in mid season, I just try to either run through a little thing with them, trying to, I try to either keep them close to me or with a veteran actor or a spot that I know that I can check on them just mm-hmm. randomly. We, we start to do more walkthroughs. Uh, Tori and Tessa will either follow a group behind, just kind of trailing them just to know how they're doing, how they're performing. Yeah. I have a uh, an egress that goes all the way around the haunt so I can hear and I can pay attention to every single person if I want to. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of be kind of lurking around the outside of the egress, kind of listen to them. And but the reviews are great. I mean, mm-hmm. for the new actors that we've had, you know, I was kind of iffy about some of them, but they're all pulling their weight. And yeah, yeah. We give them a really cool playground to play in, though. So it's like we really yeah. do. We really you know, do. Like, this is your distraction. Oh, this is your distraction. You just mm-hmm. you just gotta do this. That's all yeah. you gotta do. I just want to pause for a moment and thank Philip from the Haunted Attraction Network. If you guys listen to this podcast, you'll love everything that Philip is doing over at the Haunted Attraction Network. That's hauntedattractionnetwork.com. There's weekly podcasts. Philip also does the Seasonal Entertainment Source magazine that is free to subscribe to. Yes, it is a real magazine to your mailbox. Him and Scott Swinson also do Green Tagged. If you're subscribed to the Haunted Attraction Network feed, then you will get it in your podcast player. So go on, check out everything the Haunted Attraction Network has to offer. And make sure to sign up for their email newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com slash newsletter. Did you figure out what is going good? The two parts of the question? I answered the yeah, shit. Good. He can answer the good. Well, I guess that's part of the, the they're, that's bad and good. I mean, they are doing good. Yeah. The actors are doing good. I think the reviews. I, the, the reviews are yeah. going through. Yeah, good. our reviews I, are doing I was going to say the other bad thing was trying to get vendors, but that's not really our part of the haunt. That, well, that, 
we have no control over that. Yeah. Food vendors, Food vendors. have been really tough. And, and there's, I, I can't remember what um, reviewer, but they actually, that's part of it. They rate you, they rate you on your, your, uh, um, what was it under your concessions? It's and it's like, that's, job. that's not really what I do here. You know, yeah. I mean, right. one thing and be good at it. Well, We're good at haunting, not making a couple it. of years ago, we had the same problem. So my boss bought a food truck, had it, you know, vinyl with, uh, with our logo. Mm -hmm. And then he just hires yep. a chef, right. Yep. To, to cook in the food truck. So this year we've got, um, let's see, brisket, uh, grilled cheese, pulled pork, grilled cheese. There's a vegan, uh, dish. There's a, uh, gluten-free dish, a uh, couple of different kinds of fries. So it's, yeah. it's going really well. And this yeah. year, Saturday nights, we've got some local craft breweries. We serve alcohol as well. Nice. So we've got local craft breweries That's coming great. in. Yeah, Saturday night crowd, though, maybe leaves a little bit to be desired because they're yeah. the, uh, the artery fun. So yeah, um, I was picking up jello shots and beer cans all last uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. We have less people drinking this year, I think. I, yeah. Right we, now, so far. We, we have, have a lot of drunks last year. Where we are in, in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of farm haunts. And, and farm haunts are usually where people want to drink. Like, you know, if you want to go and get a VIP tent and get sloshed with your friends and then go through a haunt, you want to go to one of those places. Um, so I think that um, as a rule, people know that that's not the place to go and get sloshed. We don't really have, we don't have any VIP tents. We don't have a whole lot of land um, other than the actual haunt building. And then we do, we do have some frontage and some grass. We have the um, axe trailer and stuff, but um, there, there's a strip of, of land on the side that has a, a wheelchair ramp that we're actually going to tear off this winter. And um, cause we don't, we don't use it. We're actually not wheelchair accessible because it's an old building and it's been, it was grandfathered in that it's not wheelchair accessible. It doesn't there's have so to many be. steps in there. They never had an elevator. They... Yeah. So we're going to take the wheelchair ramp out. It's going to give us a lot more room. And we thought about, okay, do we do like an extra haunt? Do we do like a maze with like chainsaws? Because we can't have chainsaws inside. That's one thing we've never had is chainsaws. Do we do like a, like an outdoor mazy thing with like two chainsaw guys in there, charge an extra five bucks if you want to do this and, and do that and have it be an extra haunt. Now it would be outside, which we're not used to, or do we invest in some nice tents and do a VIP tent area and do like where people could rent out the tents and then outside the tent would be like a little bonfire with chairs. So you rent that out for a couple hours for your group and you can bring in alcohol and food or whatever. Do we want that? And one of the reviewers that did a video on us last week that I watched um, actually said, you know, we wish they had more of a party atmosphere. And I thought, do we want a party atmosphere? I don't, I don't know if we want that. So I mean, they yeah. could come in and rent and do axe throwing and bring yeah. BYOB. Yeah, we do have that. that. Of... We do have that. We have a, a axe party where you um, you get the axe room for an hour and a half. And then you get immediate access into the haunt. So you do the axe throwing for an hour and a half. You can bring in food and drink. Um, the minimum amount of people is 10. We won't book it for less than 10 people because we can't close the whole axe throwing out for less than 10 people. Um, and then you immediately do VIP upstairs into the haunt because the haunt starts on the second floor and then you comes down to the walk first. Walk straight out the door. And then yeah. So um, so that's, that's something we offered new this year. But there's something about being outside in a tent with a bonfire versus... Yeah. Inside, 
you know, so it hasn't been as popular as we thought it was going to be. But again, like I, even one of the reviewers last week was like, you know, I actually messaged them and, because they said they made a comment about how they didn't, they wish we had more things to do. And I said, well, we have an escape room and we have axe throwing. They didn't know that. Um, I think it was their fault for not I mean, they, they looking had to walk into the, it. And they first. also had to walk past the axe throwing trailer, which was outside yeah, to exit the haunt. I don't so. know how you miss it, but it's what <laughs> <laughs> place you can get on their Facebook and find out a little yeah, bit about actually it. look us up yeah. do some research it's fine it wasn't whatever. like a big it was a good review it was just that the comment where they yeah. were like there's not a whole lot to do while you're waiting and it's like oh okay so <laughs> maybe yeah. just pay attention you'll find that there's while lots to do maybe while you're waiting um look at you know do some research yeah but. now Brian was mentioning that that he's been hiring some other you know members to to help manage some of the stuff what kind of management team do you have is it just you two doing everything or do you have different people running different areas or departments or how does that work what's your management yeah. structure like? i bailed this year so i'm actually not She's helping acting. at all i'm acting <laughs> so i am not even a part of it whenever it, it, it's when we open i'm i go and i stay in my spot and i'm done so for we the have night. our actual makeup crew um one of them well both of them do like line acting and they go in and do like pee breaks um yeah one of them and we have two other roaming actors they do pee breaks through. as well kind of security pee breaks cue line cue acting and general watching our actors they'll run through hey so and so make sure they're in their spot they start the haunt they'll go through and make sure everybody's in their spot before we go radio down to me radio to the you know we do the wait list app so we call, start calling people in um yeah we do wait lists where you get a text message when it's your group's turn to come through so okay. you're you're not stuck in a line you actually are able to throw axes um you know stand by the bonfire if it's raining you can sit in your car if you don't want to get wet we do always have a food vendor we actually just secured friday's food vendor like right before we got on this call um so we have that um and um yeah so we have we have four paid security outside that strictly do security we have um a girl who runs the outdoor axe throwing who is also security guard but she's not paid as a security guard but she can be interchanged if she needs to be and if we need her inside because she used to act which we have pulled her inside a few times her uh fiance is one of our paid um security guards so he will run the axe throwing trailer as a security guard and running the axe throwing so you know, he kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, two ladies in the ticket booth, two, um, he was saying two are two makeup artists who when everybody's done, they change and they become line actors and inside roaming actors. We have several inside roamers because if there's ever a night where it's just there's a there's a spot where it just seems like there's not a lot going on. We kind of put them up there to kind of cover a large area where it might feel to some people like there's nobody there. And they pee break. They um, also have radios too. So if yeah. we find that there's like an inside security issue, they're there. Mm -hmm. And if we need extra security, that usually they can usually diffuse those problems yeah. without calling outside security in. So they'll follow a group, a rowdy group, or I'll go in and I'll find where they are, catch up to them, just walk through behind them. Yeah. We really haven't 
had that many security issues. No, it's been or actually fine. Or I actually had to break character the other night, which I don't like to do. And I'm sure I was hilarious yelling at them the way I look. Um, but I was like, I will call security. And because I heard one of my actors on the other side of the door where I am and, and he broke character and he never does. And I knew there was something going on. So yeah. I, I had to go out and threaten them. Um, but we have a girl that runs indoor axe throwing. And if we're not busy there, she'll go outside and help. Um, like I said, we do the, um, online tickets, so she'll just go in the line and just start scanning people's phones. Um, just get them line moving faster, scanning their phones, handing them their tickets, um, stuff like that. Um, we've got, uh, somebody running our escape room, which is wonderful yes, because two definitely. years ago, Troy ran the escape room every night of the haunt and was not even out of there no. to even see what was going on in the haunt. He was in the escape room the yeah. entire time and it sucked for him. I was running the ticket booth. We have a nice core of people. My problem children are my actors, to be honest. My outside people and my security and my team, they're they're good. They're good. They're reliable. And when they can come in, like some of them are partial build crew and maintenance. So if I need, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't get to something, hey, this needs done. You take care yeah. of it. All right, I'm on it. So yeah, we have a nice good. crew. It, it was just Troy and I for a long time. And, um, and, and I will back up and say that in the off season, it was Troy and I, um, I think this year of all years is the first year that I literally had my hands in everything, every aspect of this haunt building it. We reversed the entire haunt this year, um, to make the flow better because you used to go in the front doors, turn, right, do the first floor, go up the steps, do the second floor, exit the building literally go outside, walk the whole way around the front. And then you had to go to the basement in a whole other entrance. And then you exited the basement and we would lose people in the basement. Like people either didn't know, I don't know how they wouldn't know about the basement. Cause my front door lady literally tells them when you exit, make sure you walk the whole way around, you know, security guards everywhere showing you where to go. But I think for the, for a lot of people, it takes a lot of courage to go into a haunt and to get that courage built up to go in again is yeah. a lot. Um, and so we would lose a lot of people. And I don't think everybody got to do the basement in previous years. Um, and the one year it was a blindfolded basement. So people opted out of it. They said they weren't doing it. And we actually put a blindfold on you and just had you follow a rope. But um, so, you know, this year we have it all flowing. So in order for that to work out, we had to have them enter the front doors. And instead of turning right, they turn left, go down the hallway, go up the stairs to the second floor and do the haunt this way instead of this way, which meant everything went reversed, which in theory sounds super easy. Oh no, it's never easy. Not. Not. All your hidey holes and all of that stuff that you build up for the- You actually swapped rooms, like beginning room, like swapped. Awful. And And then we pulled off- lockers around and- We pulled off panels, we skinned panels, and then, you know, we tried to match up, you know, when we were recreating rooms and like, the distressing didn't match up because this wall panel was darker. And then we had to repaint these wall panels and redistress shit we did last year. And, and, you know, I just, yeah, pretty much lost my mind. So um, normally how much of your haunt do you change compared to this year, which was a pretty massive change, right? Normally about 40% and this year, 115 Last year. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But <laughs> no, last year we got rid of so the beginning of last year we still had the blindfold. Of course, we couldn't have people touching a rope and going through and no. touching. So the entire basement was built 
from like witch's cabin, uh, swamp, catacombs, cemetery. Everything was new, but we had a lot more. Our basement our build crew last year is a basketball court and a stage with concrete bleachers, like a concrete basketball court from back in the day. Um, so when you're in the witch's cabin, if you look down, you can actually see the basketball lines on the floor in some spots. If it's not dark. <laughs> And, uh, and nobody would ever know that that's what it was unless they've been in there before. But we re- Everything's we covered above it, so it looks like you're outside. Cause the ceiling's 20 feet high, so we have the ceilings at least 12 feet high in there. Yeah. So the the we completely rebuilt the basement last year. It went from nothing in 2019 with basically just two by fours and rope to this elaborate set something we'd never built before we had tons of help our friend friend micah designed the whole thing and you know we we cranked it out and i say we because i did do a lot of we had a lot of help there was a lot of help last year a lot of people were laid off a lot of people weren't working (laughs) not as busy you know not working yeah yeah, and there was nothing else to do last year so we had a ton of help last year um and then this year we didn't have anybody and and i feel bad when i say that i I have one actor yeah. And her and her boyfriend who came and and took over like, which was fantastic because any little bit of help. And we had Michael come in and help me move the goal grabber to its new yes. location. He came one weekend and helped us. Like, this we need year. to get this done while you're here. So, yeah. Okay. But can. but honestly, you know, I have so much pride in what we've done because I didn't think Troy and I had that in us because the last time him and I built a haunt was like our first year. It was just him and I, and we didn't know anything. We had big giant but rooms and yeah, yeah. Our scenes were huge, <laughs> and we like people would walk in and be like, "Where do we go? Oh, yeah. This is like a big giant room, you know." And so we learned a lot, but um, but yeah. So we changed. We did not change the basement since it was new last year. We don't plan on changing the basement for a while, adding to it. Um, But, you know, we last year on the first floor, the right side of the first floor was our haunt. And now it's on the left side. So we literally built an entire new haunt on the first floor. Two rooms are full. Yeah, which is demented daycare. So. Sands of time.
You guys had other jobs? I know you're doing nails. Were you in construction? I'm a machinist. Machinist? So you still have day jobs? Yes. We still have day jobs. I work um, four days a week. I'm either off Wednesdays or Fridays, depending on the week. I'm off every other Friday, every other Wednesday. So today I was off. Um, But yeah, working full time, both of us. I do nails. um, And, you know, I we're still... Right now, we're not running the axe throwing in the escape room because we have people running that for us. But, you know, once the, you know, the haunt is over, we're going to go back to working full time at our jobs and still having the weekends with the escape room and the axe mm-hmm. throwing. We have people trained for that. And, you know, so an emergency. yeah, we could always call yeah. them in and be like, hey, we're going away yeah, for the weekend. Make some money. Do you want to run the escape room for the weekend for us? Make some money, you know, that sort of thing, which is kind of nice because up until now, we really haven't had. We had one person trained on the escape room and she um, had a baby in December and her and her husband are, you know, they're, they've got their hands full and it's not like they can just drop everything and, and rush and help us. Um, For so- your own sanity, because we want to see you stay in this business, try and take a weekend off every month or so, just so that, you know. Pay somebody else to run stuff for the weekend and just be human. We, um, we've bad. actually pulled around with the idea of, um, and we're not sure um, what's going to happen. Troy's been with his company for 28 years. And, um, you know, some people retire after 28 years. And um, it, it's it's been a thought for him to actually retire from his job and work a job that he could get benefits. We have health benefits through his job, obviously. But like a place like UPS, our son works at UPS and he works like four hours a day and he has full benefits, um, you know, dental vision and all that. And, and that's been something that we've kind of thought about possibly um, Troy leaving his job, which we're not sure about and um, and having more time to be able to, to focus on stuff at Crawford since we're building up more things. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, working 28 years at the same place, that's a long time. And, you know, the world I, is... I, but I get all the cool stuff that, for free sometimes. <laughs> I do the automation. I stay on part-time. So I, like, I work with automation machines that we have. Um, I get a lot of air cylinders and stuff like that. And I can machine stuff that I need. But... If he could work part-time there, that would be perfect. <laughs> in the summertime, in the summertime, we ran into the the problem of he had the axe trailer booked for a graduation party, so that takes him out of the building altogether. Um, so he takes the axe trailer and he's gone, you know, at this party for two hours running that, and then I'm the one left running axe throwing and escape room. So in the summer, we would have to like close one of them out because I can only do one or the other. I can't do both. And, um, and I don't think we really lost a whole lot of money, but it was still, it was just like, okay, how are we going to keep doing this if we keep adding things, you know, because there's only one of me and one of you. So we definitely have to find people, but, um, but you know, it's not the easiest thing to find reliable people. Or to pay somebody full time and then not have anybody book. So then, yeah. Right. Right. I don't want to be like, Hey. Um, I want you to run any of the escape rooms on Saturday if we get any. So yeah. don't make any plans. Yeah, if we I mean, get a booking, we'll pay you. Right. <laughs> like we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bit of a seesaw. You know, do you do you do A or do you do B? You know, do you make lots of money and possibly lose some customers, or do you you know make yourself go broke paying staff and not getting yeah. the customers? So mm-hmm. it's. 
it's a fine line. It's, and it's easy to lose your ass. I mean, it's definitely like. Oh yeah. We've we've avoided that, so we're going to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We we haven't lost the house yet. <laughs> Building's almost paid off, so good. You know. so, so going to that topic, what? How do you think you survived so long? Was it? Because the area you're in and property's cheaper and you bought the place or making your own stuff. How do you think you grew? What was this? What's the secret for everyone else listening? Well, I mean, owning the property is probably a huge thing. We don't, we, I think we take it for granted a lot, Yeah, we do. but we don't have rent. We, don't, we, yeah. we have a mortgage. We did yeah. have most of it paid before we opened with rent. So we really don't have that big overhead. Yeah, I think that's a big one. But looking at it as a um, things we've seen from other bigger haunts, um, we are husband and wife and we are not we don't we don't have anybody else in on it with us. And um, I think that's um, we already have a partnership at home. So our partnership and our business is a continuation or a continuance of that. Therefore, I know what he's thinking because we've been together for too long. It's time for divorce now. <laughs> we've been together for so long that I know what he's going to say. And I know what she's... <laughs> and it's not up for debate because I'm always right now. It's not like a... It's not a struggle because we know each other so well. And um, I'm sure there's some business partners that aren't husband and wife that actually still have the same relationship we have. But I think a big key component is the fact that we have our home life, which we are, you know, raising children together and running a household together, that it's, it's the same, it's the same thing there. And I think that helps us because, um, you know, I just hear horror stories and we're never, ever, ever going to be those people that, um, have different, um, I mean, we have different ideas, but we're not going to shoot each other down. We're not going to split up over some dumb thing at the haunt or anything like that, which I think yeah, that's, I mean, I there's, think there's some times where, you know, we'll do this. I'm like, there's, that's a lot of, work. and, I, and I, I usually make that. She knows what I'm capable of. And I think, yeah, we're definitely we, we know better what, at that. Yeah. Yeah, you're laying, there, you're laying in bed at night. Say, hey, why don't you uh, take care of that axe thing tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I do. Totally. Yeah. Mine's usually a list right of things before, that oh, I text yeah. him from work. <laughs> That's when I'm thinking about it. I'm waiting for my next client to come, and I'm like, ooh, Troy needs to do this, 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 oh, this. Don't this. forget to do this, 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 and that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Troy well, I'll do that after that. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we're, it's about 830. We're going to – well, it's getting close, but we're going to wrap it up. So where do you see – where would you like to see Crawford in the next – five years what do you, what's your ultimate goal i know you kind of want to want to transition over to maybe more full-time stuff at the haunt mm-hmm. yep what would you yeah, like definitely see? definitely more full-time stuff um year-round money-making stuff um i think for for me your goals might be different but for me i want to take more of our square footage that's kind of dead space and expand the haunt because there is room in there um, so I want to do that, um, to, to make it a little bit bigger because it, it still can be the building itself is 21,000 square feet. And if I could guess how much of it is haunt, I would say, uh, 14. I think that's good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all attraction. Not, not. Not the that's, haunt. that's all just haunt. That's haunt. Yeah. 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 14 out of the 21. And then the rest would be the I mean, other stuff. The area. I mean, we have. Yeah, that's true. We have. Uh, yeah. I just think that we could probably close stairwell. it up. Like, yeah. We could. We probably could have more. Um, more of it be haunt. I mean. But um, 
I think definitely add more things. Um, I would, I would like to, I would like to have, um, you know, like, like what Daryl was saying about like having the food made on site, um, as much of a pain in the butt as that is, man, that's just been kind of a, that's been a thorn in my side this year is trying to find people to make food. So if we could just have a permanent fixture on the property or like a food truck or something like that, where we could just say, okay, I need to hire somebody to run this. I don't think I'd get as in detail with the food as you guys are getting. Like we'd probably just do like nachos, hot chocolate, coffee, like that kind of thing. But hey, it's it's another avenue, you know. If that's um, if that's a slide out from you know one of your other trailers or something, absolutely something easy. I also do have another business idea for you guys if you want Go to hear it. it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I want to see a game show that's sort of a cross between like Hangman and Jeopardy, but involving axe throwing, where you throw axes at the letters to pick them off a board. And I want you to call it, let me ask you a question. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We will definitely look into that one. I love that. Basically wheel of misfortune or something along those lines, right? Yeah. I think it's... Everybody is throwing axes at targets. Let them throw it at letters and just do yeah. something really stupid that yeah, nobody yeah, else yeah. has done. There's um there's there's some people that do um um trivia and they do like a um projector. a projector that projects onto the target. Oh, that's and you cool. Throw and see what your category is, and then um you know you get a question based on that category or whatever, and then you have teams and and it's you know trivia night. Um, so yeah, that's something we definitely would like to do in the there's future. Always room for something like more. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. As far as Crawford the Haunt, Crawford School of Terror, um, merch, merch. Uh, yeah. I want a merch store um, really bad. That's something I really, really want. I people ask for more. You know, we have T-shirts that we never even ordered new T-shirts this year. We're just digging at the bottom of that box to see what we have left, and people want shirts, and the turnaround is just too long for us to offer them for this year. So next year, I want to put a lot more money into my merch, um, a lot of different things. We just got keychains made, leather keychains that I just posted up on the, the Facebook page and people are loving them and they're saying, save me one and stuff. And it's like, people want merch. People want. Well, if you need badges and buttons, let us know. We know some people. Yes. You think? <laughs> So yeah, that's definitely something I, I want to expand on. And, and like you said about like a trailer, like half of it could be the merch and the other half could be where you get your, where you get your food. And we yeah, right. Trailer. Yeah. You get a, you get a bigger trailer. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and the school bus would be perfect. School bus and sell food off of it. No, I want people to right. get in the school bus to buy their merch. How cool is that? Mm. Cool. Mm. Uh, yeah. Buy your food have it merch and concession maybe but yeah that would be cool an old school bus mm-hmm. well it kind of fits the theme doesn't it kind of throws it back an idea when i was in the military they had the uh <clears throat> well they called the gee down truck or the but they had a it was an old box truck which you could do to school bus but you walk in the back of it and then they have coolers like they had all your hot stuff on one side and your coolers on the other side and you just walk through and picked out what you want and then the guy taking your money had a swivel seat around front, had a cash register, and then you just paid him and then you exit it off. Oh, cool. So that might be an option too. Yeah. It's, and it's something that you could, you can move that way. If it doesn't work out in this yes. one spot, you could stick it 
in maybe your queue line or the beginning yes. of your queue line or parking lot or whatever. To. We wouldn't need a they permit for it. They wouldn't let us park it. Yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> let us keep it there year round. So we have to move it, it every day. It was registered and inspected. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we could keep it. And there. we could keep there off season, but yeah. then in the off season. But we could still park it there. In the front yard? Yeah, as long as it's inspected okay. and registered. If not, you're getting fined for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, but that, that's one of the things is is you have a banner for for um your axe throwing you got a banner for the escape rooms and you got a banner for halloween and it's a new vehicle every day it's in the same position but no it's a different definitely. vehicle sir definitely yes yeah, they, very cool you can take very it out cool. to the fairs and you can say this is crawford school bus and you can sell stuff off your food truck that's yep. perfect and we get a themed items exactly you know like the haunted house restaurant we would be like the haunted school bus We'd be selling yeah. like lunch food <laughs> from mm -hmm. school. And you see know. all those little Pinterest rest of Halloween recipe <laughs> stuff yeah. that you can right? do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They make and us look bad. Good old spooky dookie pizza. There you go. Right. For sure. Well, thanks for being our guest tonight. I know it's crazy mid season. Well, you're probably, well, you're like me. I got, I'm not open on Halloween though. So we're, we're just doing the 30th. Um, we are. We are. Yeah. I think we're not going to be next year. I just told him I looked at the calendar. It's a Monday. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I was I was on the fence about it. We were open last because it last year was on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, which worked out perfect. But we'll see. We'll see. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where every year is. We'll see. That's right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> So, Daryl, you have any final questions for these? No, people? Uh, I think uh, we've asked them a few things, and they've they've answered quite well. Uh, I've answered them all. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. Troy's <laughs> talk more than I've, I've heard warned you guys. I've known you, so hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should have. I should have put my put, put my um, Sally there. Yeah, we have. That's okay. Cars. We love hearing from you both. So yeah. even even though, like Brian said, Troy, we've probably heard you talk more tonight than we have in the past couple of years. Oh, I'm but... sure. See, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this will be a podcast too so let everybody know where they can find you because i'm going to release it here in the next week so if they out in your area maybe they can stop by and see you um you mean our our facebook or our just all of it your, where can yeah, all of it location okay. where all you're right, at are, how to find you sure we're crawford school of terror and we are at 125 north 7th street in connellsville pennsylvania and we are on Facebook, Crawford School of Terror, also Instagram, and our website is crawfordschoolofterror.com. And from that website, you can book pretty much anything on there. So that goes directly into axe throwing and the escape room as well. Awesome. And if, if I'm ever uh, free one October, well, uh, yeah. I, have, I have a set group of things I just want to hit. Go know? around and do, yeah. 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 So maybe if I can delegate all these people maybe i can just take off yeah take just like a week and do because like there's a lot no of haunts trip. out by us that are open like 100 acres is open wednesdays now and just some of them are open thursdays in. friday saturday sunday just that's all you need and then just go and do like whatever you can when you're around us you can hit more than one haunt in one night so cool do it all yes good to know <laughs> well Tori, susie have a great season and I'm sure we'll follow up uh, again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we Take are care, signing folks. off. Thank you all. And thanks to everybody that's been listening to this. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good evening. You too. Good, good night. Thank good you. Night. This podcast episode sponsored by Scarit 
Badges. Get your Scare Badges at ScareBadges.com. Also sponsored by Haunter's Toolbox. Take your haunt to the next level at Haunter'sToolbox.com. Thank you for listening to Haunt Topic Radio. Please leave a comment wherever you found this podcast. Each comment you leave will help spread the word to other haunters around the world. See you next next time. time. This is a Haunted Attraction Network.